nothing too crazy. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. My name is Brooke. And my name's Nina. And this is our podcast. We're doing it. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little crazy. Maybe a little crazy. Maybe not crazy at all. Some of you might be thinking, what is this about? Why am I listening to You might to think it? that we're crazy for even doing this. Exactly. But I'm here to tell you that this podcast is about nothing in particular. And that's what makes it amazing. Right. Just like pop culture, conspiracy theories. Ast- astrology. Ast- astrology, advice. That we are not... Um, qualified in any way no to give to give at all we are not reputable sources (laughs) no we have no expertise we're just here to give you our opinions and thoughts on the world which is which is too crazy which is way too crazy so we're not we're going to talk about things that are not too crazy right just like a soft a mild a fun time a, a nice mild sauce from Taco Bell, our favorite. <laughs> we'll be talking about Taco Bell. <laughs> our favorite dining, not experience. sponsored <laughs> ever, forever. Exactly. So yeah, basically, to give you guys a little background, me and Nina are best friends. Yes, we have been friends for four years now. Four years. It's gonna be four years in March. <gasps> That's too crazy. We're coming up on it, and we just say ridiculous shit all day long. And we feel like someone needs to hear it. Every single time we have a conversation that sounds like nonsense, we go, why are we recording this? Exactly. So now we're going to start recording it. We're going to start recording it. We're going to talk about all the fun things that we love to talk about and give unsolicited advice, which is... Which we do often anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Especially to each other. The Virgo (laughs) in our charts is screaming, please let me tell you how to live your life. Let me organize your life for you. Don't look at my life. No. We're just no, going to no, look no. at We're just going to look at your life. But you don't you worry. We're going to talk about our lives too. Exactly. So this is the time of the podcast where we're going to tell you about what's going on in our lives. What's happening? What's the tea? What's the tea? Sometimes there might not be much. <laughs> right. Sometimes there might be a lot. Sometimes we might just talk about what are we watching? We are always watching a lot. That's my favorite conversation. I think me and Nina are great because we like opposite things in the same um, universe. Yeah. We do have a lot of differences as best friends, yet a lot of the same things. It doesn't make sense, but it does. Like, Nina's not a Bravo bitch. I, myself, am a Bravo bitch. Yeah. I'm, I rarely watch reality TV, um, but I do love a good uh, procedural yeah, yeah. I do love a good documentary. I also like, I don't know. She likes all the boring things. I like Parks and Rec. That's one of my favorite shows, and that's funny. Right. We we love funny shows. We do love a funny sitcom. That's where we, yeah, that's where our, our Venn diagram it collides. <laughs> it overlaps there with like a funny sitcom. We love New Girl. Yeah. We love um, Schitt's Creek. Yes. We love Parks and Rec. Right. I love The Office more than her. Yeah. I mean, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I think Parks and Rec is better. To each their own. The silence is loud. (laughs) To each their own. I like them all. You don't pick a favorite child when it comes to funny sitcoms. No, my favorite child is New Girl. I know. It is. Because why not? 
But other than TV, what what has your week been like? Well, it was Valentine's Day. Mm, yes, it was. <laughs> and this was um, we're a, just we're, in. We're, we're, just gonna... we're in a newly single uh, chapter of my life. So this was a uneventful um, Valentine's Day. I almost said New Year's. An uneventful Valentine's Day. I actually didn't get to tell you this. So I went to a bar with a friend and we just like hung out. People watched. Nothing too crazy. A little Galentine's moment. A little Galentine's moment. This creepy dude comes into the bar. And do you, have you ever been having a conversation with someone and somebody pretends like they just know what you're talking about and they hop in your conversation? Ugh, there's nothing I hate more than a mediocre white man doing that. And you, I didn't even have to tell you. Well, one, I know the bar you went right. to, so that is the demographic. But also, um, that's the type of man so that does that. we're having a conversation and he's just like, oh yeah, really? And I'm like... Sir. So we both are kind of rude, which um, I'm okay with. And we just kind of like, nah, and like looked, closed our body language off. Cut, like an hour or so goes by. He comes back over to leave because we're kind of by the door. And he comes up to my friend and puts his hands on her hair <gasps> and goes, you have beautiful hair. Mm-mm. And I look at this man. I go, her boyfriend thinks she has beautiful hair too. Mm, period. She doesn't listen. He doesn't care. He does not care. His weird friend comes up behind me, puts his hand on my shoulder. Oh, no. Why are these men so comfortable touching us? I don't know. Also, not for nothing, we are still in a pandemic. Right. Then he goes, oh, it's not like that. It's not like that. What is it like? Because when he touched me, I, like, jerked away. And he goes, I told you, no, like, my friend's so rich. I'll buy your friend whatever she wants, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, she does not want to talk to him. Ew. Ew. So they did leave after that, like, brief exchange. Very uncomfortable. Why are you touching me? I don't even know your name. And I don't care that you're rich. I feel like guys have this idea of, like, if they can buy something for you, like, they... Right. W- that That's a power move. I have my own money. She has her own money. Mm. Um, Have a personality. Or, like... Or don't make women uncomfortable. Like, start there. Right. That, the value in that is right, like, astronomical. It was just, it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. I just love the, we love a dynamic of, let's bring my friend in to talk to her friend. So that maybe if we well, get Well, she's into married, the- by the way. He's got to get home to my wife. Why are you out on a bar on Valentine's Day if you have a wife? Your wife is very unhappy, sir. Hate it. Let me call you up right now. Boop, boop, boop. Hi, sir. Your wife hates you. <laughs> Literally, Literally, with your weird rich friend. So that was my Valentine's Day. Maybe your rich friend could pay for your couple's counseling. My thing is, if you're saying you're rich, I want you to throw money down on the table like, I'm going to cover your tab just because you're pretty. You want to impress me. Don't just say, I'm rich. Like, no, like, I want to see your money Right, like, my, is your name table. rich? Because you're being a dick. Right. Horrible. That was a it bad was, joke. It was <laughs> what am I so the worst. <laughs> We're keeping it, though, because that was horrible. Um, so that was... That exchange, it was very bizarre. Um, and that was really my Valentine's Day in a nutshell. Then and I- like, not not a surprise. And will not be a surprise to people that don't know us in real life um, down the line. Because I'm going to always make comments like this. I'm not a fan of men. <laughs> I mean, 
as a lesbian, I'm extra not a fan of men, but right. I'm not a fan of men. The worst. So that is icky. And I would like to state also at this bar we were at, it was like pretty slow, especially for where we were. It was like elderly couples and then like a sprinkles of random people. Like there was no vibe happening. Oh. No, it was not. Like we had fun just hanging out, but it was not the vibe. Mm. And I thought it would be the vibe. It was not the vibe. So that was my Valentine's Day. Nina had a very different Valentine's I Day. Did. I had a very good Valentine's Day. I'm uh, on the other end of new and in a new relationship, which doesn't feel new. Right. We are only six months in, though. So it's that weird phase of like, feels like we've been together for a long time, but also it is technically new. So this was our first Valentine's. We went to dinner, got all dressed up. Got a little hotel room and did the thing, you know, the Valentine's Day thing. Exchanged a little Very gifts. cute. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke is gagging. So cute. Which, like, used to be an opposite dynamic for our friendship. A hundred percent. Where I was the person that felt like I was perpetually single for the rest of my life. No, I'm perpetually Which single you're for not. the rest of my You've life. You've been single for two months. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> not even. I would like to say that I was partly involved in planning this valentine's day yes. um even though it was not my idea i approved of the idea i felt included mm-hmm. and my partner important. does like to include brooke in planning things because she just wants to make sure that i'm gonna love it and brooke knows me better than anyone so we love an aesthetic here yeah we love a vibe yeah we went to uh this place called adam's tavern and it's all from the creator of the Adam family and I love all things dark and spooky. So the theme was dark and spooky. I wore like all black. It was a fun time. It was so cute. Black dress, lace. Yeah. A little smoky eye. A little gothic moment. Yeah. But like not crazy goth. Just like a. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> we Basically, will not say it 10,000 times. We will. Basically. Okay. We dif- did not explain the name. So we'll explain the name now. Oh, of we the didn't, podcast. Yeah, we didn't explain the name. They're probably like, why do you keep saying True. this? True. So, I, you know when you say things all the time and you don't realize you say them. Right. And it just becomes a catchphrase. Right. And you don't realize that other people notice that you're saying it until they start making fun of you. Right. Which I love to do is make fun of So I Brooke. do hair. I'm a hairstylist by trade. And... um. I met Nina at work. We both work together and she's an esthetician, you know, but anyway, not, not important to the story, but right. just as we're introducing, but I happen to be there. I forget that not everyone knows us. Right. Um, a lot of times, like I'll be talking to clients and I'll just be like, oh, like we're going to go blonde, but like nothing too crazy or we're right. going to do a little trim, nothing too crazy. And then it kind of like escalated to like, we're going to go out, but like nothing too crazy. You want to go right. to dinner? Like, we'll, we'll, like, go all out or, like, nothing too crazy. So yeah. then it just ended up being something that I said all the time and didn't realize. And then Nina made I fun of I started being, me. like, nothing too crazy. Like, I would, like, mock her. Yeah. And then it just turned into something we always say. And that really reflects on my Libra moon, I feel like. To constantly <laughs> be, like, nothing too crazy, though. Nothing too. We're going to we can't. Do- we can't do a full com- a full solid decision. Right. We're going to just throw the idea out there. We're the ideas guy. We're gonna throw it out there. And then nothing too crazy. See what happens. Nothing too crazy. And my Virgo moon goes, no. Either it's crazy or it's not. I need to know. 
Exactly. So that's where the name comes from. I feel like we're still at the top of the episode, so it's right. Makes sense. Absolutely. So it's also episode one. I mean, this is how we talk. Which <laughs> yeah, this will not be organized. Like I'm just letting everyone know mm-hmm. this is a conversational podcast. We're just hanging out. We're all vibing. We're all here to live life. Vibe check. Vibe. <laughs> Vibe check. Vibe things. check. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of where our weeks are at. Yeah. I started going to the chiropractor. <gasps> she has arthritis. Stop. I do. In two places. I have arthritis in two different places in my back. I'm not even 30, which is rough. Um. So yeah, I've been in a lot of pain and I decided to go to the chiropractor and I highly recommend it. And I understand why people find it addicting. Yeah. Because the second that man cracked my back like a glow stick, I was ready. I was like, this is... Mm. this is what i'll pay this copay i'll exactly. pay this copay any day so that's been the most exciting thing other than valentine's day for me lately right it's the chiropractor i've been going to the gym love that it, uh i do enjoy going i don't enjoy it's getting so there. hard for the two of us to admit that we actually enjoy working i out. enjoy working out i hate leaving my house to go there mm. but also i'm not working out of my house like everyone needs to know the the real yeah i work out at my house you do not i cannot but i I also don't want to get out of my bed so it's the same i could but i couldn't no anything's possible (laughs) so really there's not much happening um right now (laughs) this is happening we're starting this we've been talking about it for so long i'm very excited um and we are both watching Euphoria, which is going to put us into our first topic of pop culture. Yes. What's going on in the not-so-serious world. Like, because we are, I mean, you are right on the edge there of Gen Z, but I am a millennial, and you are right on the the cusp of millennial. Okay, I have to be really honest with you, though. What? Astrologically, I'm, I'm Gen Z. All right, it hurts. But anyway, to zero percent, like zero degrees. Right. You're there. I'm there. So you're Gen Z. I'm a millennial. We are very much into pop culture. I don't want to know about real things happening right now. I want to know about Jen Shaw's court case. Right. Like I'm opening TikTok and Twitter before I'm opening. I don't even think I have a news app on my phone. Probably just the regular schmegular one. That like that pre comes, comes on it. your phone. Honestly, I probably deleted it because it didn't go with the aesthetic. Probably. Like that's where I'm at. So like I don't I don't wanna know I know about politics the to the just amount that I need to. Like that just like a teensy but bit. But lucky for you guys, that's not what this is about. Correct. This is just This pop is culture. for fun. This is for funsies. This is this is for the people who um, you're driving home. You don't want to think. And if one single person listens to this and tells me that I'm chuggy, I'm gonna scream. You are. You're wearing. I'm yoga not wearing pants. my Apple Watch today. And you're wearing I know you... yoga pants. Flared leggings. Stop. They're not flared leggings. No, they are yoga pants. I'm not that young. Right. Um. You looked for my Apple Watch though, which I, did. I do normally I have did. on. Um, but anyway, I think everybody in the world right now is watching Euphoria. If you're not watching Euphoria. You need to watch it. Right. Unless very dark things are triggering for you, then right. respect that. Totally trigger warnings ahead for this episode. Trigger warnings gonna... and spoiler alerts. But by the time this comes out, if yeah, you haven't if you're watched, not caught up by the time you listen to that's this. That's not my problem. It's your fault. Or just fast forward like a couple minutes. 
So we're all caught up. Yeah. And chaos. Last episode, we watched together. Watch party. We did. (laughs) And we both were like, (gasps) I couldn't breathe. I was doing my makeup and I was like, I need to wait before I do my second eyebrow because I'm stressed. It was a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Things that stood out to me. Obviously, the gun scene. Right. The Russian roulette. Because why would you have a revolver if you're not going to play Russian roulette? Right. Then you would just have a handgun. Right. And I just, I think it solidifies, like, his entire reaction to that situation solidifies the fact that he is so violent and out of control, but also the way he could switch like that so fast, like... Are you not? I wouldn't even say a sociopath. Like, you're a psycho. Well, let's just talk about that gun scene really quick. So I'm the type of person, and anyone in my life knows this, if I'm watching a show, I've read every article that comes out about that show, about the people, about this, that, and the third. Right. You like to deep dive. I love a deep dive. I want to know how it was shot, how long it took a shot, how much of the outfits. Right. And I love a deep dive as well, but I love when Brooke tells me a deep dive. Because I'm not, I don't read a lot and I just don't so, have the attention span. Alexa Demi, I always say that weird. Is it like Alexa Demi? Alexa Demi? Well, here's the thing Demi Lovato and Demi Moore have ruined it for us forever. So okay. I don't really know. Alexa, that one, um, did an interview with Nylon Magazine. Ooh. And basically talking about shooting that Russian roulette scene and what that was like, how long that took everything like that i'm blown away because it was an she said it was an incredibly difficult scene not only because of the gun to my head but because it was choreographed in such a specific way because and then because there were so many precise camera movements that scene took two entire days to finish shooting like two days of being in that mindset and she says in the article that she's not the type of person who can film serious content and then just be like, la-di-da, and like laugh and joke afterwards. Right. Like, she was in that space for two days. Yeah, that would be me. I I would need to, like, I don't act, obviously. <laughs> I was going to say, in all the series all you're the, starting. In all of the act acting that I do my actor career. But no, I, but I'm somebody that holds on to like yeah shit. like so like that idea where she can't do something serious and then just like snap out of it yeah i could only imagine and we're not even talking about two of the whole you come in your room and you're getting changed and he's sitting in your room with a gun <gasps> mm. my biggest fear my biggest my biggest fear right where you just are living your life and somebody's just do you know how many times and- i blow dry my hair and i stop and i like <gasps> look around Oh, like the, how, like the feeling of everybody like checks their car. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I blow dry my hair. Sometimes when I don't have the balls to like actually check my car, I just like sit there and I out loud. I'm like, if you're going to murder me, just do it quickly. Like, like I, my banner on Twitter literally says, if I die, just know I talk shit to the end. Like, that's me. Like, I'm going to sit there and have a conversation with this person in my backseat, but I'm not going to turn around and look them in no. the face. Look, I think we all know for me, between fight, flight, and freeze, I'm most likely freezing. I feel like I could, I could be a fawner. What? Fight, like, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So fawn is like trying to befriend them. Okay. Like, you're, I'm not going to fight them, but I'm going to, like, I'm going to be their friend. I'm going to, like, humanize them. Uh, in real life application, I am flight or freeze. 
I mean, except for that lady who pushed me in New York City, I was about to fight that bitch. <laughs> you were, you were. I was. Um, but yeah, I mean, and clearly we now know. I mean, yes, he was on top of her, but Maddie, Maddie talks a lot of shit, but she freezes. Yeah, she was. And then laid there. Yeah. And it's just so crazy. Then the next scene, he's like, here, Jules, here's the tape. And then when he says to her, I meant everything I said. Get out of here, bro. First of all, there's no no emotion behind anything that comes out of your mouth. So, Also, can we talk about that weird-ass conversation with his mother? (gasps) So uncomfortable. First off, don't just admit your mom is hot like that. Yeah, you said it too comfortably, dude. The way Maddie in that other episode was like, it was the speed of which you said it. He really... He really do be saying things fast. Right, he's like, yep. Mm. You're you're hot. No. What kind of weird Oedipus complex is happening on her third alcoholic beverage change of the morning? Right, she went from a Bloody Mary to a red wine to a white wine. While, all while, while smoking. All while smoking an entire pack of Parliaments. Like, ma'am. That pee still and then dried goes, on the floor. <laughs> no one cleaned the pee up. Literally. And she was like, maybe I'll start dating. What, you don't want a stepdad? And it's like... It's been a day. It's been 24 hours later. Not even. No. no. It was the next morning. I do like the way this episode was the day after. That's it. I, was it the day yeah. after? I felt like it was a little bit longer because of Rue. Unless that was a different scenario. Because Rue had come home, went to the hospital, and then was home, and they were looking into mm. a rehab within this time. It seemed to me like it was the next day. I mean, they were completely different storylines, so I don't, I don't think they would be in a different timeline altogether, but I think they were a couple days apart. Maybe. But I don't yeah, think I just... Was long, I don't think it was long enough for her to be talking about stepdads, but... And then Cassie's spiral. Everyone's like, please stop. You fucked up. Right, and you and I were hard Team Cassie for a minute there. I'm not going to say Team Cassie, but I understood Cassie because right. we, Euphoria is not. I think I became hard Team Cassie because everybody was so anti-Cassie. Every, right, we have to be that I was like, the rebels here. <laughs> unpopular opinions at all times. But I really did in the beginning, especially like she just went through some crazy shit. She just had an abortion. She was going through all that shit with McKay. She's going to be acting fucking not herself right and she already had a problem with male validation and then you see this guy and he makes you feel this way and it's a forbidden thing like i could see how it would get there and then she just kept snowballing right and then look we've all been that drunk girl crying throwing up like who literally who doesn't really if you don't relate Good for you. Honestly. Good for you. If you can't relate to that, like just even maybe not the throwing up, but like or one or the other. Like maybe not both in the same Uncontrollable drunk tantrum. Yeah. If you can't relate to that, kudos. Yeah. I have a plethora of those stories. That whole family dynamic. Because... I think that her mother just sees so much of herself in Cassie and that's why she's so much like, no, you were wrong. You fucked up. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Like, get it together. Because she's just afraid that she's going to be like her. Meanwhile, Lexi's, Lexi's just over it. 
Lexi goes, you know what? I'm so sick of everybody's chaos. I'm going to write a play about it. <laughs> and she is. To be to be seen. Oh, can't wait. But her chilling with her little rollers, getting ready for her fest. She day. literally just had rollers in her bangs. How so, cute. Okay. That's the, the only other thing. Can you tell we don't want to talk about the roof storyline ever? Um, right. Because I understand the severity and the importance of the roof story. And Zendaya's performance is phenomenal. And we all can agree on that. But... I I think because we're the type of people, like, I want to watch the show for the drama. I want to watch the show for the fact that they are in high school and there is drama. The addiction part is almost a little too heavy. It's very heavy. So it's like, and that's just who we are. Like, we can respect it and the art of it, but we're, we don't touch upon it a lot because when we talk about the show, just because we're so invested in the drama. Mm. Um, That date. You're sitting across the couch from each other. She has her own blanket. Oh, her own blanket. So fucking pure. Singing Stand By Me. And he's that type of singer who doesn't move his lips when he sings. <laughs> and they both just like, even before they watched, like they didn't plan on watching a movie. They were just hanging out and they both mentioned that they both loved that movie. Yeah. And, and he was like, I was- have it on DVD. He has a DVD. Oh, yeah. Fesco and his DVD. So it's just like, that's a love. And I just, I'm not even going to think about any bad predictions about Fesco. That's a love that's built to last. That's the type of high school love that, to me, you're going to be married for 30 years. I don't care what the actual premise of the show is. You're just taking your time, holding your hand, so innocent, just loving each other. And you don't even know that you love each other. You're just like gonna do your makeup to go see him for 30 seconds right adorable um i did just want to talk about too the the costuming on euphoria and how much it costs because you know i have to right because i love the costuming in general like for all of it it's all a vibe it's all everybody has their own vibe too yeah like when cassie was using everybody's vibe to try and get Nate's attention. Like, that was so cool to see everybody's vibe on other people. Mm-hmm. Like, on a different person. But, yeah, no. I want to hear more about I will. I will say, that pink bathing suit that everyone was like, this Shein, Shein, oh my god. This Shein bathing suit, blah, blah, blah. That bathing suit cost $180. Right. That was $180 Frankie's bikinis set. Right. Okay. Um, did look like you could get it from Shein. So and if there you, probably is something on Shein that looks 100%. just like it. If not, they're making it. Right. Right this second. Um, another one from Cassie, which I think is interesting, is her, um, the, after her morning of her like manic morning routine, when she's like herself in that powder blue wraparound top. That, Do I look like I'm auditioning for Oklahoma? No, not that one. Oh. The first one, when she has her hair in the bubble braids. Oh, 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 And she yes. walks past him, he doesn't look at her. Yes. That one's from ASOS, and it's only $29. Okay. Now, here's the thing that they do, and I'm going to make this point, but Cassie's wardrobe is the most affordable of all of them. Because she's that mall girl. She's that attainable beauty. She's not high fashion. Right. She is going to your H&M and getting a, a 
powder blue bodysuit. Right. And jeans from American Eagle. Right. Now, I will say Maddie is slightly up there. Obviously, she does a lot of like name brands, stuff like that. But her birthday dress was by Marc Jacobs. And the detail that you might not have caught on camera is there were little M's on each side of her straps, like a metal dingling thing. Um, That dress, again, by Marc Jacobs is $225. So obviously no... Um, babysitter is wearing that actual dress. Right, no high school student right. that's just babysitter. Um, I will say Lexi has the most expensive wardrobe. Which is so funny that she is Cassie's sister. And we were just saying that, like, Cassie It's a It's a way more academia, right. um, posh, almost like, um... It gives me 80s kind of vibes and some of her silhouettes and her sleeves. Right, 70s. 70s, but it's giving me like grandma academia. Right, like almost like, like Lexi looks like she thrifts. Yes, that's what I... Lexi looks like she thrifts. And she's not. Um... Her, now, I don't know if you guys will remember this dress, but it was the dress she wore on Maddie's birthday night. It was a blue patchwork dress. It was from ShopBop for $430. The shoes she wore that night that none of us saw, I'll tell you, they're like white, chunky-heeled Mary Jane heels, are $850 from the brand Nataletto. It's sold at Nordstrom's. So that outfit alone is $1,280. Oh. And we didn't even see the shoes. That was with the shoes. Right. But we didn't even see them. Yes. Correct. Right. Like, correct. that's so insane. And, like, again, her vibe is to look like she thrifts. Right. Which is a whole... My opinion, like, I... I can't stand the idea of thrifting becoming a fad. Mm. Because, like... And people are like so pretentious about it. And they're like, yeah, I thrift everything, secondhand everything, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that alone is capitalism. Like, like, do you not understand that you thrifting with your privilege and not being somebody that needs to thrift is capitalism? Because the second that you all make your thrifty dad jeans trendy... And another website starts selling clothes that look like you thrifted them. They're $600 shoes. Right. That look like you thrifted them. Yeah. So you get the thrifted vibe because that's now everybody's vibe. Meanwhile, girls, when we were younger, had to wear secondhand clothes and were getting picked on. Right. So capitalism. Thank you. We love a quick TED Talk. Sorry. You're fine. (laughs) I had to. It just like drives me nuts because like that is the thing about euphoria is it is so aesthetic and they want Lexi to look like that aesthetic. And then girls watch this show and pick a girl that they want to look like and dress like. And then it turns and into then they, And then they go to Shein. And right. they have... They, <laughs> right. You know on Shein, honestly, at this point, they should have a Maddie, Cassie, Lexi... Just like a tab. Cat tab. Yeah. At this point. I'm clicking the cat tab. We need more cat. That's what we need. Cat makes me want to wear green eyeshadow. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Love her. But yeah, so that's our euphoria rant for the day. (laughs) That's our pop culture corner because we're obsessed with it. We can't stop talking about it. Um, And we're not going to always talk about euphoria every week. No, no, no. We're not. And there's only two more episodes anyway. (laughs) But still. Um, But no, there's a lot to come. I'm very excited for our pop corner, corner culture 
our popcorn. Oh my god. Popcorn culture. Ooh. <laughs> I don't really like popcorn, but we could talk about it. Um, I will always talk about food. There's so <laughs> much happening. Corner. Thank you. There's so much happening. And especially the Kim and Kanye, I have to do more research. I think I need. He'd be acting up. Right. And there's a lot of like social media stuff around that, that like it is a sensitive topic too. So yeah. like, I feel like we need a little bit more time. I need home. to, I need to really like get into what it is right but there's a lot happening right now but there's always things happening in pop culture that's what makes it fun i mean how many housewives are under arrest at this point and i need to know about them because i don't want exactly so yeah that is our pop pop culture corner for this i can't speak um for this (laughs) one our pop culture moment our next kind of segment that we will be doing which is common in our friendship is things that are not real or are they um and you might be like what and i'm gonna explain it (laughs) so me and nina are very logical people yes but there are some things that we're like that doesn't exist like mountains mountains doesn't exist do have i seen a mountain in real life yes have i driven on a mountain like a mountainous road yeah uh, do I know about tectonic plates and how things happen? Yes. Right. We know that people live in the mountains, technically. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that we see them every day. So therefore, are they even real? Does that make sense? And even when you and that started because we were talking about the fact that when you look at mountains from afar, it looks like a backdrop. Right. Because a lot of times the backdrops are all mountains. That too. So that's just like a vibe of what we're saying here. It's basically our own conspiracy theories that we've made up that we know are silly. and But it's a great time. It's a little... We just like to theorize about them. Preview into our little brains. But again, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Today, um, we're going to be talking about eels. Which is bizarre. Have you ever seen one? Do you know what it looks like? Terrifying. I, we already know that I do not like the ocean. No, I'm about to tell you something that really upsets you. Do you want to know about it? What? So, eels can absorb oxygen through their skin and their gills. This allows them to travel over land. What? No. So they can come onto land? Wet grass or mud. So they ne- it needs to be moist. So now I need to stay away from the mud, which I already do. <laughs> And I'm not hanging out in the mud. I'm terrified. I have a fear of snakes because they have no arms. What? Have I not told you this? No. Okay. Eels are just kind of like they're like sea snakes. snakes. Yeah. And like we have pores, so we breathe oxygen through our skin as well. But when you say it like that, it makes it weird because they can live out of the water for several hours. Too many hours. That's several too many. So let me tell you why we're talking about eels. It's not just because they can miraculously come onto land. So it's never, ever, ever been observed in captivity, eels mating. It's never been observed. They're just existing. They're just existing at this point. They're just here to live life. It sounds fake. They're just 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 here here living life. Living life. Wait, so it does sound fake. It sounds made up. And then it makes me feel like eels are made up. No, because we've seen them. We went to the aquarium. We did. I love the aquarium. Um, so, yeah, they've never been observed reproducing in captivity, which is weird. 
Because there's so many of them. There's so many of them. Um, now that does mean they do reproduce in the wild. Like they, but they will not reproduce in captivity. So they need to do their whole song and dance. They it, don't. They don't like an audience. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> um, so I I respect the privacy. Um, freshwater eels that can be found in like rivers in Europe and stuff like that. Um, they travel like three thousand miles to the sea to reproduce. So they. So they go from freshwater to saltwater just Which to Which is reproduce. still crazy. Because that's not something... Right, the water to land, weird. But then we... What freshwater we know, to saltwater? That doesn't make sense. If you're a marine biologist and you're for some reason landing on this, please let me know. But I know most... Like, if you put a freshwater fish in saltwater, it will die. Right, from what I learned, which is a and public school education. oceans. Like, have you ever seen the videos online where you see two different sees like no back to back they like meet up with each other and they look different oh that's creepy i it's hate the ocean terrifying. It's it's, like i know a it's portal because i'm a water sign so people especially like when you talk to other water signs are like i love the beach i love the water and i'm like no just keep me away from the ocean the ocean is scary and all the animals that's their house they could do whatever they want in it i'm not gonna disrupt that um so basically yeah they swim more than three thousand miles they have a very complex life cycle um so i think that's why they can't breed in captivity because they have to go from fresh water to salt water and then be in this specific climate and then reproduce and then the new eels come back i i don't know it just all sounds fake that doesn't sound real to it me. That sounds, sounds that sounds make believe made up. Yeah, no, I. That's the thing. It's like they're they go out. Nobody really knows because they won't show anybody what really happens. There's no way to really research that. Which again goes back to the fact of how much of the ocean we know nothing about. Yeah, but yeah, so far there's been no artificial ways of breeding eels um, that have been successful. Because apparently, like, um, in cultures, like, they try to farm eels, and it hasn't worked. I don't know what culture. Don't, what I are you farming eels for? I don't like, know. People eat them? Oh, Don't, don't go like on sushi. sushi. <laughs> we both were like, sushi. <laughs> oh, my God. I love sushi, but eels. They are like crusty, dusty sea serpents. That's exactly what they are. Right, but I'm not thinking, I know that this is, again, an unpopular opinion, but I'm not really thinking about the animal when I'm eating it. I know. Good. Controversial. No, no, no. I don't think you should. But I, so I'm not sitting there eating sushi thinking about the crusty, dusty serpent <laughs> that they no, are. No, 100%. But like, salmon's a lot prettier. Fair. I don't know. Because it's pink. Okay. So she so, rolled yeah, her eyes at me. That's <laughs> my fun fact. My conspiracy that I'm bringing to this week is um, eels. That, eels. Eels. I. What? 
Yeah, it's really scary. You know what's sca- the scariest part of that is that I didn't know they could travel across land. Now I'm terrified. Right. Because now, now there's a whole different type of... How many other animals can do that now? Now I need to know. Because I'm scared. Look it up. Better look it up. <laughs> I'm just starting to sound aggressive because I'm scared. Um, yeah, I... My conspiracy theory is that uh, all animals in the ocean should stay there. <laughs> That's what it I is. I agree. That's what it is. I agree. Yeah. The thought of being in the ocean and like a whale being so close to you and it's so big and you're so small. Right. Or like that movie, what is it, the Megalodon? Oh, with the, with the giant, giant shark? shark. I had a dream. I had a nightmare that I was on this boat and, and it, the shark was coming and it could swallow the whole boat and we were all like panicking just based off of the commercial. No. I g- and here's the thing. I've been, I went on a cruise Perfect. and as long as I didn't think about the fact that we were in the middle of the ocean, I was good. I was drinking a it's lot of martinis power, on that cruise. The power <laughs> of the mind. Right. Mind over matter here. That's what it is. Sometimes when I'm on a plane, I'm like, I'm on land. You tell yourself you're on land? Yeah, I'm just like on the ground and just like just on a bus. On the, just chilling on the ground. Yeah. My thing is, so like things like flying don't bother me. But they I don't bother me either because I think I'm on the land. Mm, true. <laughs> That's good. It's <laughs> a good idea. No, but I just, which is odd for me. And I know this sounds completely opposite as for like who I am as a person. But I just have to let myself just trust the fact that the pilot knows way more about this machine than I do. So I have to just trust them. But you ever think about the how, the, how the airplane was made? Right. The those amount of times runs, the amount of times those Wright to- brothers were just <laughs> No, yikes. It's okay. You're only flying to Mexico in a couple months. Right. I'll be okay. It's fine. I'll just tell myself I'm on land. <laughs> exactly that's what i do <laughs> it's mexico it's not that far it's fine Ugh. yeah so that's our our little things that are real or aren't they uh, eels i would like to vote not real i would i need to force myself to believe they're not real because that's scary i just picture like, now <laughs> i'm just like, like i know that they don't have legs but now i'm picturing that like when they, they when they go, go they like, you, grow the legs they're like they, a tadpole no no they're just like no i know that i know they just turn into a land snake <laughs> terrifying <laughs> but yeah so that's our little conspiracy theory um is it real or is it not it's not real no it but can't be that's some weird shit yeah our next segment is my favorite. I'm excited. Is we're calling it asking for a friend. You know, when you have to go to somebody like your best friend and be like, listen, mm, asking for a friend here. Not me, of course. Couldn't be me. Um, what do I do? What do I do in this scenario? And Brooke and I are very quick to tell anybody that wants to know what we think they should do. Exactly. In this scenario. Now, if you want to get our advice you can email our email which is nothing the number two crazy pod at gmail and give us your sun moon and rising or just your sun sign just for fun just for science and give us a scenario of which you would like advice are you the asshole (laughs) are you the asshole um is your boss driving you insane 
Is your boyfriend the worst? He probably is. Probably. Um, so we do have one for today. And again, this is all anonymous unless you don't want it to be, but this is anonymous. So this person has a Scorpio sun and a Virgo moon. This is so exciting because this bitch right here, Nina, has a Scorpio sun and a Virgo moon. I do. I do. And I also have Capricorn rising, which this person might not know they're rising. So that's probably why they didn't say it. So we could be very different people. Or we could be the same. Um, so basically, Scorpio Sun Virgo Moon says, is it wrong that I'm annoyed because the girl I work with who's younger than me just got engaged after a year, a year being in a relationship. She's younger, extremely mature and is dating a deadbeat man. And I've been in a relationship for six years and I'm five years older than her. And it drives me crazy that she's engaged. Am I more... Oh, I'm more annoyed than jealous, but am I wrong? You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? <sighs> Brooke, what do you think? What do you, what would, advice would you give this Scorpio, Sun, Virgo, Moon? Here's the thing. I'm being annoyed. If we're, if we're looking at the astrological aspects of it all, the intensity of the Scorpio energy mixed with the analytical logical side of the virgo moon like i can see why you're like what the fuck right um i personally feel like i get being annoyed but you're annoyed at an outside source when the problem is inside it's it's not this girl's fault it's coming from inside the house it's coming from inside the house like Look, I truly believe, and we are the same but different. I don't think it's stupid if you're in a relationship for six years and you're not engaged. There's a lot of things that could go into it. It could be circumstance. You could have gotten together really young. I mean, in this day and age, it doesn't make sense to get engaged at 21, 22 anymore. If you are, kudos to you. You have your shit figured out. But it doesn't make sense for a lot of couples at this point. If you're both living at mom and dad's house... Mm -hmm. It's a little silly if you're not in the position to like live together and have a life together to get engaged. What what have you? There's a lot of different things that can go into not being engaged in that period of time. Um, and every relationship moves at its own pace. It's a different thing if you feel like, okay, I've been in this relationship and that's the only next logical step. Like, why are we not ready for that? Like, is that not a conversation? Like, there's so many nuanced things right with that i kind of know where your brain is at so i'm gonna be devil's advocate and say that you have to give your relationship the time it needs to get to those points because you're not that couple right they could be in a very different position than you they could be just dumb maybe they are just stupid and immature and they think getting married is right whatever um but it really you need to look into your relationship and be like, okay, this is the next step I want. Why are, is that the next logical step for our relationship? Are you already living together? Are you, is that the next step you have to take? Do you want to get engaged before you live together? Those are conversations you need to be having um, with your partner. So it's kind of a sliding scale there of like, yeah, you could sit there and be like, it's been 60 years. Where is it? 
But if that's not even a conversation you're having right now, then it would be a conversation I would start having if it's that important to you. Definitely. Your take. And like, and that's where my take is, which is, of course, a little aggressive. But I don't believe in timelines. We've talked about this before. I don't believe in timeline. I believe if you know, you know. There's no right or wrong way. Just a year is like not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not. And yes, am I in this lovey-dovey good relationship right now? Of course. Right. But I've always had this theory. I've always felt this way. And I just feel like if people know in their gut, they know. And yes, life circumstances play a huge role in decisions like that and maybe they are young and dumb but maybe they also are young and actually both genuinely ready for that step even just a year in so like again like you said it's coming from inside the house here and i know that we like to say it's not jealousy fellow scorpio sun virgo moon but i personally feel like a scorpio trait is jealousy whether we like to admit it or not and then comes that Virgo moon of emotions where you want to control the situation, even though it has nothing to do with you. And I'm fully speaking for myself here in the in, that feels the same way about a lot of things. You want to take control and then be like, I'm not jealous. I'm just annoyed because why are you doing this? You're making the wrong decision. Right. Because in that moment, you're like, I wouldn't make that decision. But then it makes you also reflect on your scenario. And it's like... Maybe this person isn't in a great relationship for what for what you know, for what they've told you. But also, how's your relationship going? Because in my opinion, you're six years in and you feel like you're at an appropriate age to be engaged. Why isn't there a ring already? I'm the type of person that age or not, because I don't believe in a timeline, you're six years and you're not sure. You're not you're not even thinking about it like and and my thing is a lot of people like to bring in oh well money oh well i just want to be able to save up or i want to be at this place to be able to like be ready to do that i want to be living together for x amount of time like okay maybe you don't have a ring specifically but the question and the conversation needs to be there like are you living together and you basically are already acting like you're married so now you're not going to talk about it clearly being engaged is a huge milestone in your eyes so why hasn't it happened yet because if he doesn't agree to that then clearly there's somewhere where you guys don't agree on a core value in my opinion so it's just one of those things like you said like maybe look internally on like hey girl like don't worry about this other girl who's mm-hmm. young and living her life and being happy. Maybe think about the fact that you're six years in and he's, it's probably not even on his radar. And it might be. And it might be. We don't know. It might be. Here's but- my, and my devil's advocate, because I have to be devil's advocate, right. is in a relationship where the, where it's like a head over relationship, there is this weird pressure for men to feel like they need to provide for everything they need to be doing x y and z a lot of it comes from their parents like i've seen it in real time in multiple people um where i'm like okay you could have proposed like three years ago but then they ended up doing it when they feel like they can support a family that's not the way the world works anymore it's a kind of a dated idea right but a, a lot of more traditional men 
won't propose until they feel like they can fully take care of their wife and their family. Right. I don't agree with that. Right. And that's but, but that's that might where, be that's where the conversation comes into play. Right. And that's where the conversation comes into play. And don't get me wrong, in relationships you can have differencing of opinions. But this is such a important thing to you that if he is a very traditional thinker in that way and you are not, you're already not compatible. Right there. He's very traditional, this, that, and the third, has this plan in his head, and you're sitting here like, I'm going off of feelings and vibes. You two are not even, you're not even on the same map, let alone on, in the same car. Right. <laughs> like, it's not happening. Like, it's not, like, there's a disconnect, and you have to find that in order to hopefully make it work. Yeah. You have to find the bridge. Yeah. You have to find where it feels like you guys are going to be on the same page. But again, it's not that girl's fault. And if she does get married and it fails, you you called it. Right. And, and she if, might and she might not. Right. She might get married and be happy. Crazy. What a concept. But yeah, I think just like look internally and then have those hard conversations. Yeah. I mean, where would you say like does marriage fall with that astrology stuff? Like, are you talking more like, like, do you think that maybe this girl is younger, but maybe astrologically this is the good time for her? Like, is that possible? I mean, there's so many things. And again, without like a whole chart and a whole sinistry, everything, I can't tell it all. Okay. I can't tell it all. But there are times where it's going to make more sense for you to get married or be ready for more of a commitment um and it's really having those two things kind of align for two people if we're talking astrologically um so if i had more information i could give more information but this is a great (laughs) segue into our final segment of our podcast which is astrology what's going on in the sky what are the stars telling us what's happening what planet is making me feel hangry at all times i need to know <laughs> i need to know what's going on with the planets that i lately have no sense of direction well <laughs> i actually think it's funny you say that because as of right now all planets are direct and they haven't been for a really long time so there's so been... i'm just cr- crazy yep mm. exactly okay no i think <laughs> for you i know that we're in aquarius season there's a lot of planets in aquarius and it's ruling your Saturn. Hold on a second. Um, What's wrong, Brooke? You don't have my entire chart memorized by not now? Not yet. I'm trying. Well, it's some best friend you are. I know I'm the worst. <laughs> Hold on a second. And we go to Brooke for all astrology things because she's really thrown herself into astrology. another deep dive for her into astrology. And I've always been an astrology enthusiast, mm-hmm. but she really has researched, you know, everything about it. So your Saturn is in um, Aquarius. And that's your chart ruler, which I've told you. Yes. I'm not getting into it right now. We will at a later date. Um, And there's a lot of planets right now in Aquarius, including Saturn. So you're in the middle of your Saturn return. um, And then Aquarius. Oh, my God. Can I just say Aquarius 12 times? Mercury's in Aquarius. A lot of different. The sun is in Aquarius. So there's a lot of um, planets 
right conjunct on top of your Saturn, which rules restrictions and limitations and stuff like that. So maybe there's just like a lot of that energy happening. Fair. Thank you. Thank you for making sure I didn't just feel insane. No, you're fine. All <laughs> planets are direct. We just came out of a Capricorn, Venus, and Mercury retrograde, which ended my relationship. Uh, <laughs> so if you felt um, at odds with your romantic partners or with your communication or things like that, or if you have a lot of heavy Capricorn placements, that would make a lot of sense. But everything is now direct for a while. Um, we are about to have a full moon in Leo, which is going to be really good for just like releasing the things that are blocking you, releasing the things that are blocking your creativity, your light, your love, all of that. You, you got to let the, your blockages go so you could live and be your authentic s- self. Authentic like, self. This, this full moon in leo is meant to let go of that to remind yourself that like you are the main character like when we think of leos we think of main character energy main character energy and we respect that and that's the thing like and this might come out after the full moon but it's something that like you're gonna still feel that energy days later Mm -hmm. and really riding that and like you said like getting rid of that and you are the main character bitch exactly I love it. Exactly. I love being the main character. Do I let myself sometimes? No. Definitely but not. it is fun. But yeah, so we're just chilling in Aquarius season. And, you know, we'll see what's to come. We do have America's Pluto return coming up on the 22nd. So that'll be fun. I will give you a little insight. So America's Pluto return started in around the time of the great recession Mm, cute um it does fall on america's second house of finances and stability and it's in the planet of capricorn um so a lot of times pluto um represents transformation and death i know that sounds scary it's not something to necessarily be scared of um but it shows the end of a cycle um and the start of something new which is good. I feel like for where we're at, I think we could use something new. Uh, what's been working is not working no longer. Right. But just for history's sake, um, a lot of times with the falls of dynasties and empires, it all correlates to a Pluto return. It's a very slow moving outer planet. So it takes about 200 to 250 years to make a full rotation. So if you noticed, I said we started the Pluto return in two, I think like 2008. Yeah. Um, we are now in 2022 and it's going to become exact to when America was born. Okay. So it's all that energy is going to become exact. So would we be surprised if there are some sort of reform, some sort of new things coming out? I don't know exactly what it looks like and I'm not one to like spread fear. I am hopeful and optimistic that this could be a good thing. I love that about you. You're like, the world is ending. Me, I'm like, so what you're saying is. So what you're saying is America will cease to exist. You're saying liquidate everything I own. No, that's how the market crashed. Oh, right, right, right. Just kidding. That caused I don't know. the Great Depression. I don't know nothing about money. Exactly. Don't liquidate. Okay. This Are we doing nothing? This is not a finance podcast. From the Great Depression. 
don't, I don't know. Maybe that's my bad My whole life advice. is the Great Depression. Brooke. Um, so that's coming up. So I am... Uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, fun and fresh. I mean, since we have no news apps, someone might have to tell us. <laughs> let You let us know. You let us let know Let us know by happens. following all of our social media and letting us know. Exactly. But before we're done done, what is advice that you would give a, an Aquarius right now for their season? For their Aquarius season? What are some Aquarius... Um, stereotypes and myths aquarius stereotypes would be someone who is kind of um they ghost people Mm -hmm. or they're kind of cold or they're um very quirky and different Mm -hmm. um I would say a lot of the Aquariuses I know, and I, I've recently come into knowing more Aquariuses. I don't know what's happening. The energy is sort of starting to They're surround all. me. But Aquariuses are way warmer than you think they are. Yeah. They're very caring. If it's an air sign, it's a fixed air sign. So that, um, and I know it says Aquarius and it sounds like water, but they're basically the water bearers. So they're the people that bring the water to the community. They care about their friends. They care about the people that they love. Um, It's a humanitarian sign. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about caring for others. So I do think it's funny that it has this like someone who ghosts and somebody who can't commit Mm -hmm. and this and that. But I really think that maybe romantically that might be the case. But these people are forward thinkers. These people are people who think outside the box and who really care about their friends. I think I have found that many Aquariuses are surrounded by friends. Yeah. And they're very popular people. They're very popular people. People are drawn to them mm-hmm. because they ha- they have that something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because they're opposite of Leo, which... You would think people are going to be super drawn to Leos, which they are. That's why I love a sister sign and mm-hmm. like an opposite sign is you're both drawn to these people, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. So the Aquariuses in my life that I know have don't do nothing but kind of like lift you up and are there for you. And they are a stable air mm-hmm. sign. So they're not like a, a Gemini or a Libra where it's kind of like, I'm here that I'm not, or I'm here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's. I think what I've observed from Aquarius is, cause I've had a few in my life mm-hmm. is that they come off. Like they're just like this fun, bubbly social person, but there's no depth mm-hmm. when really, when they let you in, there's, there's a depth. lot of depth, but you, they have to let you, they in. have to let you in. Yeah. And I am a sneaky little Scorpio and I get in there. You do. I do. You do. <laughs> but no, that's definitely a common thing that we've and said. And they're like the cool girl. Yeah. They're I, the girl that people want to be. Literally. 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 We've seen that happen. We've seen it happen. So. And if you know who you are, you know who you are. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. But yeah, that's kind of Aquarius season. Love it. You know, and it's a time to check in on your friends. Yeah. Check in on the people you love. And again, don't take no bullshit either. <laughs> Sometimes when they stop talking to you, you did something. Mm. Maybe it's you. That's the theme of this podcast. Maybe it's you. Right. 
It's Maybe. not. It's not you. It's me. No, it's you. Is it me? <laughs> Am, Am I, I the, the drama? drama? <laughs> we are. We are the drama. Oh, and that's gosh. why we started a podcast. Exactly. So I hope you guys liked our first ever episode. Yes. You can feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Nothing too crazy with the number two. Yes. Yes. Pod. Nothing too crazy. Pod. Yes. Yep. Correct. On um, Twitter and Instagram, so you can follow us for updates. Um, we also are going to post our forum if you want to uh, send in anything that you want our unsolicited advice on. Yeah. Feel free to put your age and stuff like that. Like, feel free to give us a story. Right. We want to hear a story. We and love hearing about people's lives. We won't always be mean. I, I think that was nice for me. That was really nice for her, guys. And that's all you need to know about that. <laughs> all right. Well, like we love to say, we're going to cry today. And we're going to get shit done tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye.